Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. We are recording late as hell on Monday night. Game week one was a high-scoring, high-flying fuckfest. Here we are after game week two, both plummeting in rank, considering major surgeries on our teams. How do you feel? Considerably worse than when we potted after the first game week, that's for sure. Everything was so easy and nice and just rosy and sunny after game week one. And now it's like we have to actually think hard and make moves and make decisions. And oh man, it's a different different world out there. Yeah. What about you? How are you feeling? How are you doing? I mean, yeah, I'm okay. There was a lot of panic. I feel like just in our Slack and Twitter and FPL world in general on Saturday and Sunday of people just popping wild cards, early transfers, like price rises, everything. I settled down considerably since then. Um, but, you know, I mean, we both did not do so well. And I don't think, you know, it's just a really low scoring week. So I guess that's why everyone's panicking. Yeah. I mean, I was in a dark place on Saturday. Yeah. You um, were. Yeah. Maybe even more so on Sunday. But, you know, my, my wife helped me through it. My friends, a little help for my friends. Slack's been more of a support group than anything this week, I think, has been nice. The lads <laughs> yeah. have been uh, rallying around each other, and you know the panic stations have been manned. But here we are. Here we are. So how'd you do? How'd you do game week two? You know, whopping 36 points. Nice 4 mil game week rank, just how I drew it up. Okay. Um, staying, staying in the top 1 million OR, exactly where I usually am. Fucking disaster season after two game weeks. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I had two returns for my whole fucking 11, and it's, it was, I mean, Martial today. Thank you for getting no bonus points in a 1 1 game. Appreciated that. And then, uh, OBS, thank God I captain OBS. Holy fuck. That was it. Everyone else was a mixture between 1, 2, and 3. You know, a lot of ones, a lot of ones coming in, a lot of twos, you know, just bad. It was just bad. You hate to see the ones. You hate to see it, Alon. You hate to see it. Yeah, what the hell, Tony? Not getting bats? What? No, he's just the anti-bat because he's trying to score goals and that's bad. Poorly, it's bad. Yeah, trying to dribble and take shots is bad for a Yeah, getting dispossessed and you know going off sides and missing. You know, getting into threatening positions is bad for bonus points. I wish he was right. more like fucking Moutinho, who just. Got an assist and doesn't do fucking shit in the game and nailed on three baps. So what am I doing? I don't know. Yeah, it's like uh, what's his name, El Mahamedy, getting max bones in the Villa Bournemouth match. He had yeah. two goals conceded, no no attacking returns whatsoever. Just straight up two goals conceded, max bones auto. Yeah, never in doubt. I mean, dunk like in a one-one did nothing. Got a bat. Got it. Same with Gross. Insane. So I I finished on forty four. Not too bad. Just above the average. Game week rank two point one mil. Not what I'm looking for, but not terrible. A lot of you know, a lot of disappointing things. I had like the Ederson weird as fuck 
game, how to, how they conceded two goals, one of them being mostly his fault, as I don't know, and Gomez didn't play, so I got Hayden auto sub. Um, a lot of guys continue to disappoint. Richarlison, Perez, Delafeu. They had underlying numbers and they had flashes on like match of the day and stuff like that, but none of them really returning. Perez was an interesting one because I I'm ninety percent sure he would have got the the assist in fantasy if Maddo put put away that big chance. I don't think he would have because I really? on replay I think it got double like double deflection. I don't think he would have gotten it. It was like he was dribbling and it was almost like Maddo took it off him. I, I feel thought like it deflected off. It. Like it, it doesn't matter. I mean, he got two. It points, doesn't matter. But. It's just funny because in the stats, it's like he did nothing and had nothing. But for my eyes, he would have got the assist on what was a huge chance. So I don't know. But still, uh, he's I have, got two I, games. I'm very worried. Yeah. No. I mean, those are my. Those were my big worries. Probably preseason. Those were my big worries after last week, and they remain to be my big worries. So, you know, Dean just. Locking it down with a, another monster hall eleven pointer. I hope he's not injured. And I captained Callum, which was better than captaining Salah. So that was a little bit of a a buoy. But neither neither of us on Pookie, neither of us on Lundstrom, and neither of us on Kevin. And those are like those those are the people who did well this week, or those exact people. Yeah, I mean it's nice we got our captain radar pointed the right direction. Game week two, neither of us kept Mo, and we both got returns from our cap, which is always a nice thing. But yeah, you mentioned those three returners, and yeah, Lundstrom really was—I don't know, whatever. There are only two cleans this week, which is crazy. Everton, you know, so I got the Dean Hall, and then Sheffield United. So some people on Henderson or. Lundstrom, and that's the majority of the ownership there. But those are just huge points this week on such a low yeah, score. A lot of two and one. I mean, the only team that scored more than two goals this week was were Norwich. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of little tits and tots around there. Yeah, around fair, town, weird know. week, weird week. Um, I mean, it is good that we both kind of put up clunkers in a low scoring week. Is always the weeks right. you want to. You don't want to be four mil game week rank when others are you know in the sixties and seventies com- comfortably. So. It's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. It was a less scoring, like you said, but it just never feels good to barely crack thirty points. I'm not going to lie about that alone. Yeah, it's not good. It's just not good. Um, let's do housekeeping. Shout out to the FML Field Prize slash Mug League leader for August so far. FPL site, obviously a joke. We all know this, so it's not updated yet, but. Pretty sure it's Michael Kaufman, aka Rumble FC, aka Mishka, top of the table. 102 points f- in game week one without a triple cap. And then he marched on to get 61 points this week, actually starting Lundstrom and not getting the, the lucky auto sub. So wow, Mishka's straight in. And then shout out to the leader of the FML field public league. It looks like it's Lars Jansen, aka Dominator 2000. Capped Pookie. That's all you need to know. Just what the hell? I don't even know what level that that is. All right, dude. There's there's a lot of big topics, big talking points. We got a trillion questions in. Um, is there somewhere specific you'd like to start? There's just so much to talk about. I, we could start anywhere. Quite literally anywhere. 
Yeah. I mean, let's just start here with the premiums. We got two questions just in, in general about the premiums, and I think it's a good jumping off point. We got Barrick on Slack with so many exciting budget players emerging. What premium assets do you think still justify their price? And Hugo on Twitter, question for the pod. Would love to hear a discussion over which are the best premiums to have going into these next few fixtures. De Bruyne and Sterling look incredible, but should you go all out and get Kane or hang on to Liverpool premiums? I'm looking at Kane versus Mane. I mean, that was like six questions. I don't even know how to address that. Yeah, I'm so it was, it was a I'm, lot of questions within much, two questions. There's, my mind is like I'm fucking like Alan from the hangover. Like everything's happening in my <laughs> mind right now. I don't know what to it's do. It's too late to be potting, so we're kind of a mess right now. But I, I am very loopy. Very loopy loop. I'm super loopy as well. I think that basically what people are struggling with right now is there are – Multiple city premiums, there are multiple Liverpool premiums, there's Kane, there's OBS, and you so, can't have all okay. of them. And, and there's OBS, even Sun, yeah. OBS is, I think, in a unique category because he, you know, those of us that went in with him looked at the first two games hoping to spike it and then kind of acknowledged, you know, it's going to be a little tough one for him after that. But I was, I mean, my poor wife, I talked to her about this, like it's existential crisis when I have a bad week. And she's just like, she's like, you spent like six weeks making your team and picking your guys. Like you can't fucking bug out after two games and get rid of everyone. She's like, you can't do that. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. How wise is she? Oh my God. Yeah, Cause she knows like, cause she's like, this happens every year. So like you've been doing this for years. So, like you go insane about your guys when they don't do <laughs> get points and then you get rid of them and then they get points and then you complain to me, why did I get rid of them? And I'm like, Hey, she's right. I mean, you're not wrong there. She's spot on. So I was like super close to wildcarding. I didn't know what was happening. Had some beers, was buzzing around on the, in the <laughs> pool yesterday. And she was just like, you need to calm down. <laughs> She's like, why are you being grumpy? She's like, you don't forget it's a game, like whatever. I'm like, oh my God. So basically where I'm coming from there is you got to hold your premiums. I think it's just so early. It's two games. If you're. Not then. I mean, you just have to question everything. If you weren't planning to wild card really early, like Mo blanking after he double returns doesn't mean like your team's bad. You know, I mean, right. Raz looks good. Kevin looks good. Everyone looks pretty good. Every all the premium guys look good. Mane look good. But like in terms of wild carding, I'm sure most people who are wild carding this week already pushed the button, and you know, you're there's no the point of no return or whatever that is. But I just think you know it's you gotta be you gotta be a little patient with with the lads. I I don't think like Liverpool defense is just diabolical because they didn't keep it clean in the first two weeks. Robertson could have scored a goal both games. I mean Trent looks really good, and I mean Adrian's a problem obviously, but it's not like oh my god ripped the team up. I I don't know. What do you think? I just went off a little bit there. The deep end. I don't know. No, I like the deep end. It's a comforting place, but. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard because everyone's everyone wants us to rank them, and everyone on wild card is like this guy or this guy, and you know, like this pairing or this pairing, and it is very difficult. But to me, 
what the way I'm I kind of like to look at the premiums like at least this early in the season is sort of like which ones are higher priority is kind of the way that I think about it and to me still the highest priority is just like at least one city guy way way above anyone else like I think not having Raz or Kev or maybe even both at this point with their fixture run is just uh, to me that's the only one that's like I see a team without it, and I'm like, that's definitely bad. Like, you need those yeah. guys. I mean, if you're wild carding, those are the two names you probably build around. Yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's like Raz is going to be competing with probably Mo for just most points, any position, straight up, full season. We knew that going in. Like, that's not a surprise to us that Raz is really good at football. And then Kevin, to me, has emerged as. Kind of, he looked this good in preseason. We thought he might have this kind of season where he's just back around like 200 points by the, by season's end. He looks in that form. I mean, his game was absolutely absurd against Spurs. Like one of the better games you'll ever see, I think, in that kind of matchup. And so to me, straight off, he's just the best value guy already. Yeah. You just I want th- him. Yeah, I think Kevin, I mean, we need to talk about Kevin. He has 12 chances, created five big chances in two games. And what is the most important thing to me in watching him and evaluating him is his positioning. He's basically like support striker, kind of like edge of the box. Like he's making the run through the back four to receive the ball and then create a chance. Like, like he's so far forward. And he's, yeah, it looks like one of those kind of like punditry, point to prove type of a guy, but he is everywhere. And he looks just like regular Kevin, like we've, you know, we know and love. Just Kevin is such a beautiful guy. And the value is there, like you mentioned at 9.5, not maybe not necessarily the most comfortable captaincy, although we have been able to captain Kevin at yeah, home in the past. You still don't like it as much as like, you still prefer like Raz, Mo, even like Kane and like a, and a, you know, a home banker. I think that you like them more as captains, but Kev is probably doable sometimes. Yeah, I think the home bankers are the ones with Kev where we've seen in the past it's okay, but it's just you're so dependent on assists and bonus points for him. Like he's only had five shots in two games. You know, I mean, that's yeah. not the volume you look for in your captain necessarily, but at 9 5, we see him looking like he's going to be returning a 200 point season when he was priced a million more. And, you know, he was a really nice pick and he looks great. So I'm glad you mentioned Kevin. Yes, I think Kevin at 9 5, 9 6 now is incredible value. Yeah. And, and the point with the value goes hand in hand with the captaincy because if he was 10 5, even 11, that's a guy that will not farm value for you unless you're captaining him. It's too much money. We always say that. Are we, with are we farming? You know, I mean, I'm always trying to farm, but it's oh, like, oh my goodness! <laughs> but it's like we always say that, and and I still think it's true that the top top end guys on your team are only value if you're captaining them, you know, somewhat regularly. That's how they make their value. Kevin being at nine five is not that, and you don't have to captain him, and you're getting a pretty much two hundred point season nailed on unless he gets injured again. So, yeah, I think Kevin is really important right now, and like. Should probably be making his way into every team. Yeah, I agree. You want to farm those carrots? You got it it from the the ginger carrots. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. These premium questions are super hard. I think 
But this is like doing like Mo to Mane. I'm like, what are we up to? Is that what we're doing? Or right. using a lot transfers? of people are doing like Mo and forward to Kane and someone, and I'm just like, I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, you, if you started with Kane, you know, you hold him. I guess people are definitely jumping on Kane right now, looking at home Newcastle, which makes sense. I, he definitely, I think, is the best captain for game week three. Right. Um, but then you know Arsenal's a little iffy. Home Palace, eh, I mean we don't get battered. At Leicester, they look like they're a tight ship. They don't get battered. So I mean the the Newcastle fixture looks like maybe a little bit of fool's gold when you're looking at doing something like I don't know Mo to Kane. I don't know how people are getting Kane is basically where I'm coming from. I guess if you have OBS, that's an easy lateral swap and there's no problem there. But otherwise, I mean, are people just wedging him in in addition to having Raz and Mo? Because then I'd almost prioritize Kevin. What do you think? Yeah, I think I would prioritize Kevin as well. I mean, the real point that we keep hammering home is you just can't have everyone. Right now, Mo is the most transferred out player in FPL. Um, and I just think that's silly. He's. I don't get it. Really I mean, good. I just don't get it. He just played. His third in in a week, third game in a week, and obviously he was a little bit off the boil. Admittedly, he did have that one really good chance that he maybe would have slotted, but he just had a goal and an assist in game week one. I just don't know what are we looking for. I mean, home Arsenal, they tend to score goals in that fixture. They're going to have the week off. I mean, he's just he was in every fucking team before game week one for a reason. And one blank, and he's the most transferred player out. I, I'm not. Sh- I'm not really following. Yeah, that. it's very weird. And yeah, like you said, I mean, that was his. He was over 200 minutes within like a three day span, and everyone's freaking out. And I mean, and, are those people like thinking he's not worth a million over Mane? And if Mane was yeah. fit to go game week one, I would have had him anyway. Kind of a thing. I think. I mean, people I guess- are, are there, and I that logic is fine. Um, I still just think the way that people are using transfers to kind of not necessarily improve their team, just kind of change the shape of their team is not ideal in how to use your transfers, I don't think. I mean, I don't really feel like spending 10 minutes talking about Mane versus Mo. I mean, it's one side of the coin versus the other, I suppose, to a degree. But yeah, like you're saying, is is that really like improving your team? I mean, if you're releasing a million to do something... Like, I mean, I don't even know what you do with that million that's so impactful. But yeah, I mean, what is the most Im- impact that you can make on your team with your transfers? I'm not sure spinning around on the premiums is, is the way to do it. It could also be, I guess, there are so many wild cards this week that a lot of people are yeah, wild carding yeah. and they're, they're trying to squeeze, they're trying to farm every value million they can, right? Farm, you know? Oh my goodness. Yeah, since joining Liverpool, Firmino scored in every home, uh, Firmino, Mane, and Salav scored in every home game against Arsenal. I mean, Mane looked fucking really good, and he's been really good for a long time. And he only had three assists last year, but I mean, he was key. He could have had like two assists against Southampton. Yeah. He had one. I mean, he's he's not a one-dimensional player. He does set up. Yeah, Mane, you could yeah. you could definitely talk me into right now on like a wild card or something. I like. I he, mean, do you build like Mo Mane, Kevin Raz, and then just fit like two premiums up top and just figure out what you can do in defense? Like, is that the is that what you do? It's possible. I don't hate it. Well, could, yeah, I mean that could be it. I don't know. But if you if you're if you can get a better like captaincy rotation, if you do like say Kane over Mo, but you still have have enough to fit Mane in, I can see that. The thing with Mane that 
is weird is that we have so much data of him in the Premier League, and he was always really productive, really good player. And last year was kind of the first year where he was like a genuine like world superstar in scoring over twenty goals, and none of them being on penalties. And I mean, like it's really early and a really small sample size, but if you just judge his impact in the Super Cup and in Game Week Two against Southampton, it's like. He's picking up right where he left off. He was always kind of a streaky confidence player. He would have like these matches where he can't pass the ball, he can't hit the backside of a barn, he just looks awful. And then he would have the next, you know, three weeks later, he'd score a hat trick. And it just hasn't been that way since the start of last season, really. It was just, he's just incredible now. And so if that picks up, yeah, I mean, you could definitely talk me into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're both great. But anyway, I guess long story short, I don't know what the answer was. I don't know what the long story short is either. Okay. Long story short is go farming. Long story short is who who justifies their price. I think they kind of all do, especially if you captain them. Yeah. I guess the the one thing, though, that I will say about Kane, I I know the whole Newcastle, and I've had him, I I feel like he's going to be ticking all season, but there is 0% question that City and Liverpool are the two best teams in the division and that no one can deal with them. There is definitely a question about what Spurs are doing every weekend. So that is one thing I will just say. Yeah, and I actually like that as sort of a transition to sort of talk about Chelsea and United because to me, I think we're in agreement that the most interesting guys for both of those clubs for fantasy are Mount and Martial, respectively. Yep, no question. And I'm still just worried about both teams generating attack. I mean, we saw Mount score a really good goal. Uh, you know, he pressed, he won it, he scored. And then we saw Chelsea's inability to create much for basically the rest of the match. Like, it seemed like unless they're countering or they're winning the ball off a press, they have no like creativity and and kind of struggle in that department. And then I didn't watch the match today, but I kind of got a review from like you and Davy Boy and watched the highlights. But it kind of seemed similar to United. I mean Martial took a really, really nice goal. It's a low percentage, like not great chance. And they didn't really create anything for the rest of the match except for a pen. And I'm just a little bit worried about and I think they're like it's weird because I think they're sort of rightfully so bandwagon players right now, but I'm also like back to prioritizing what I was saying about the premiums. I still prioritize like having Liverpool guys getting Kevin, et cetera, over these two players. Yeah, I agree with the priorities and where they should be, but I think you're definitely overreacting and overthinking on like Tony. Yeah. Um, and both, to be honest. I think that what cannot be overstated are the fixtures that they play. They play two really tough games. They played each other, yeah. game week one, and then they both what they both played Wolves, Wolves and Leicester, the two the best of the rest yeah. teams. Yeah. So I mean, that's one thing that I think you need to take with a big grain of salt. I mean, Mount like we we talked he about him game so week, and we yeah, we talked about him last pod. Um as yeah. And he just looks fantastic, and he's six million, so you can't really go too wrong there. And you just look at the team. Is Chelsea? They're not playing, you know, these tough teams every week. They're at Norwich. Sheffield United looks like a really tough attacking fixture, and then they have Wolves. So I mean, that's a little bit still tough for them. They have they have a really good fixture now, but you know, Mount at six is someone you could probably hold for a while. Um, 
and then Tony's playing striker. I mean, that is just a joke. We talked about it last week. It was my biggest takeaway last week was get him as quickly as you can. And he's playing striker. He played 90 both games. He scored both games. He's going to score 20 goals this year. I mean, unless if he gets hurt, he's got 20 goals this season coming in. So I think Martial is someone you need to definitely get on as, as soon as you can. Um, once you get your premiums kind of tidied away, he just seems like an easy, easy pick. So. I think I'm, I'm, I agree. I mean, they didn't look good they, in terms of creating a ton of chances and such, but they're both still, you know, going to finish between third and fifth or third and sixth or whatever, and they're going to score goals. And I think those are the two best players. So I think they're both great. Yeah. Shin, we got questions on Mount. Shin Pad Jack said, is it time to get hashtag mounted? Jacob on Slack, Chelsea fixtures are looking better. How are you feeling about Pulisic, Mount, and Abraham? Flem on Slack, boys, is it time to load up on Chelsea assets? Fixture runs looking enticing. Emerson attacking hard down the wing at 5-5, five, five, and Mount looks to be playing behind the strikers at 6. Are they the two most enticing players moving forward? I mean, Pulisic, Pulisic, how the fuck you say his name? I wish he was just called like Smith or something. But We could just call him Christian. There's just no way he's earning 1.5 more than Mount. No I mean, chance. Mount's the main man. He's just playing him behind, and he looks so fucking good. He shoots. He's shot like fucking five times last game, and he's just buzzing around. And he was also their best player in the first game. I mean, he's just so good. He's probably better. I don't know. So that's one thing there. I don't know what the Abraham shot was. We don't have to talk about their strikers. No, there's there's just no option. option. But yeah, Emerson, he was a little quieter attacking last game, but he definitely has a lot of attacking intent. And I think that, you know, by nature of just Conte, the names that they're playing, you know, Kep is a good keeper. The possession they're going to be having, they're going to keep cleans. Um, I mean, they're not going to be like a defensive team, but they're definitely going to keep their fair share of cleans, probably in the 10, in the 10 region. And yeah. You know, Emerson with the attacking intent, I, I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable to think, you know, somewhere in like the six to seven, six to eight ish, like goals and assists combined attacking returns this year, if he starts all the games or whatever. So yeah, I like Emerson. There's just a lot of competition for that five, five spot, right? Which is the main thing. But I, I do like Emerson as like a very rogue differential kind of fun. He looks pick. good. He looks like surprisingly good. Yeah. I don't know. He looked awful last year. I don't know what. Changed or what happened? Yeah, he, I mean, whenever he started over Alonso, it was just like, ugh, they're just playing yeah. the like shitty defensive guy and not playing Alonso, yeah. you know. But I don't. Do you see anything else other than? No, uh, I agree. I, there was a nice like stats bomb write up on Mason Mount, like who is he, and there are a lot of like holes in his game. Like he he plays sort of an attacking midfielder, but he, he's not a creative passer at all and doesn't really create chances and stuff like that. But what he is good at is like he's an actual goal scorer from midfield. Like he he scored nine goals last season and he had, you know, the XG to match that. He shoots a lot. He gets into dangerous areas. He's good at pressing. He's got seven set pieces too. He's yeah, got he's got set, set pieces. pieces too. He you know, so I think yeah, Mount is as as good as the eye test says. So yeah, I do like that a lot. I like all those shots. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, make no mistake. United could not create chances today. I mean, they should have won the game. One one's yeah, not fair. Pen. They should. Yeah. They should have gotten three points today, probably based on the way the game was going. But yeah, they just didn't create much. But I again, I'm not really worried about United being able to score goals when they're not playing. You know, the top defensive teams. What, I do, think you, what do you think about Rash? I just he I got just, the assist today. Yeah, the, the bonus point was nice. I mean, he had the brace with the pen. I think the one thing that is in Rash's favor is it would be pretty shocking to see Paul take another pen. 
Yeah, but so I saw people saying that, but like, he, how many pens does Paul have to miss before that's actually enacted? Well, the first pen they had game week one, it was like the first time I feel like, I guess Paul had relinquished a pen maybe like once last year, but the fact that Rash just took it after winning it, I mean, I think he's going to take the next one, and I don't know how they're going to keep merry-go-rounding. I mean, it's just, there's... you. Okay, whatever. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know the answer. I think it's, everyone agrees that it's fucking dumb that Paul ever takes pens. He's fucking bad at pens. It's a joke. But that aside, I just, the price is very awkward at like eight, five, eight, six. It is awkward. I mean, Pookie, I'm sure we'll talk about him. He's a no brainer, honestly, at this point with his price. It's just a difficult one to fit him in when you see all of these, like Kevin and then all the premiums and midfield. I think Rash is going to get points. I mean, he's fine. I think you just need to make your decision, though. It's like if you got him already, just fucking hold him for like a long time. And if you feel like he's going to keep ticking, just get him and don't look at the spot, really, you know? Yeah, I just feel like he's in that awkward price range where you kind of would rather rather him be any of the premium assets that we were just talking about and... Just have a cheap guy elsewhere to enable that. I, I don't know. I, I agree that like he should be getting points and he's good and he should be on pens. I don't think he will be on pens, even though you know. But there's also then the other thing is there's no justification of spending a million more for him than Tony. I mean, no, not Martial uh, is the actual number nine. Like Rashford's not playing striker. Martial is so unless if it's like you're really fucked with your structure and you one move blah 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 whatever, but. That's the other thing too. Yeah, there's right? no and he, no justification for paying a million more. Yeah, and both. I mean, seems strange for a team like an FPL team to figure out a way that they somehow have both. I'm not sure about that, but yeah, I, I don't, don't like both because that means I mean that you're just spending what seven sixteen million on two United attackers. I they're still too like unproven. They're still too wait and see for me. Like they haven't really put the marker down yet. IMO, yeah. so I don't know. I don't like that that much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so far so good, I guess. If you have them, I mean, there's still some value there, though. You know, that's they're not a fortune. I mean, they're not premium. Yeah. They're in no, that, no, in definitely. That. So, hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I it'll be interesting to see the ownership after this week, where at least in Slack community, it seems like a lot of people are wildcarding. I'm sure people are playing with that. Um, yeah, I I think I mean Martial. It's pretty difficult to justify not putting him in in the wild card team. I think. I think he's straight in everyone's wild yeah, card. Yeah. yeah. After yeah, today, yeah. he just locked that down. Um, back to Spurs for a sec because we got a lot of questions about Kane and them. Uh, I'm just going to rattle these off. Camia on Slack, Kane or Obs for the next handful of weeks. Who looks better? Brad on Slack, Lukash. Do I hold for a plum fixture against Newcastle or ditch in favor of someone nailed? Rav Ravitiate on Slack. Is it worth gambling on Sun before he's played a game? Um, Puffa, similar similar question to Cam. Ship off OBS to Kane. And then Mishka, can you talk about Sun? How likely is he to start? Any insight? Yeah, what do you what do you, what's your feels on Spuds? I mean <laughs> what do you To me they're just still such a team in transition, right? Like we still don't even have a any idea really of their their best eleven? Like, can we can we talk about the fact that Vertonghen just got bombed out of the team? Apparently, he showed up fat. Fat? Yeah, overweight. 
Okay. And apparently, that's the rumor. At least that's what they want. Where to did tell you us. see that? Where did you read? That? I, didn't I, see I think that. like Kaylee mentioned, or some like Spurs fan on Twitter said, like apparently Verdun showed up overweight, like blah blah blah. Okay, and Posh okay. bombed him out. Right. I mean, that's I, an what, actual I, my, valid reason. If that was the case, then oh, yeah, that's yeah. fine. My yeah, my okay. conspiracy theory is that they're shopping him, and I think they're trying to sell him and Erickson, who are on the last years of their deal. Besides, the, besides the point. Um, I'm nervous about going with anyone other than Kane on Spurs just right now until we have a, any idea what their 11 is. I, Ali's still out, so he's still to come back and take someone's spot. They didn't buy La Celso just to sit on the fucking bench, so he's going to come in too. Um, we don't know what the Lucas Sun shit is going to be. I mean, obviously, I, everyone knows Sun is better, but. I also thought Lucas was nailed to start against City, and he and Lamella has been just flying. So I don't know what to make of that. So I I said it a lot in preseason. I'll say it again now. There you get almost no advantage at all by being the first one on a player by taking that risk. You get almost nothing from it. So for that reason, I see no point in going with Son until he starts and looks good, et cetera, et cetera. So I mean, the wild carders though. What do you advise then? I mean, I I would not go Son. I don't think. I mean, I I would take a hard look at Kane and figure out: Am I going to captain this player? Like, how many times am I going to captain this player in the next like six to eight weeks or something like that? And if it's not more than like one or maybe two, then I I would probably not not look at him seriously. Okay. I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I, I mean, see, I, were... I see home Newcastle and I see home Southampton game week seven. So those seem like really good captains. Yeah, and I mean, home Watford also is looking pretty good. Oh, yeah, home that's that's really, that's good. really far though. But yeah, for captaincy, there's that for Kane. I I mean, Kane. I mean, the City game was really tough to watch for him. He just couldn't get into it. But, but he actually ran. I actually took positives from that because I saw him sprint a few times and I was like, oh, he didn't sprint last year. That's good. Yeah, I mean he's a known quantity. We know you know he's going to be getting points. So I mean at eleven, he's expensive for a reason. But I think he's still a good pick. But I'm not sure with the sun. I mean I get what you're saying for sure. You know the being the first person. I guess it's more for wild carders. What do you do there? Yeah, for wild card you kind of have to be the first person if you want him because you can't just. There's not like another nine five that you're just going to sit on until sun. I mean predicting. I I don't I never know what he's doing. I I don't understand him. I mean, playing Lamella over Mora, I, I don't know what that is. I mean, he scored with his only shot and he got an assist with his only chance created, but I I didn't understand that. And I don't know, like yeah, like you said, Los Celso in. They've got a lot of people, so Sun should be in the first eleven for sure. But nine five is pretty expensive, and it yeah. does sort of feel like you're. Coveraging yourself with that pick before he's kicked the ball in the league. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be straight back in. I have no fucking idea. He could play like 30 off the bench or play 80, and he's incredible. But I think there's a lot of risk there. Yeah, there's a lot of risk, which makes me not like it that much. I mean, I think, yeah, it's so hard for wild carders. And obviously, we're not on wild cards, so I haven't like looked at it from this perspective. I mean, Kane is, I agree with you. Like, Kane is just. Good, flat out, and he's just gonna be good and score points this season. I fully believe that. I just don't know with all of the other premiums if it's gonna be worth it or not. 
Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's fair. That, that's the hard part. I mean, yeah. there there are budget guys who look good. There's there's Mount. There's like Pookie. There's Trossard. Maybe you can make a team with four premium attackers that looks really good right now. I don't know. But, yeah, that's um, possible. Yeah. So. What about what about KWP down there at five? Do you think he's gonna still like be a thing? Arya is just kind of chilling. I, to me, I just see him as as the worst player on the pitch. Like the biggest liability on the pitch for for Spurs. Like I, I'm just waiting for him to get so like, to to get dropped. Um, is how I see it. And Foyth was going into the season the starter ahead of him uh, from everything I could tell. So when Foyth comes back, he should take that. I don't know why Oria is not getting a nod, but I don't know. He was a major problem for City KWP. I thought he was really bad. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I and I, and honestly, more importantly, is just no vert. Like if vert is not playing, I do not trust this defense at all. The downgrade from going vert to Sanchez is just so bad. Yeah, it's a big big difference. Okay, so yeah. basically, we like Kane kind of, and no one else. Yeah, I think so. So what's what are we doing with the Lucas owners who got fucking away with murder by getting a bench goal? So annoying. Do they just ship him out, or do you hold him for Newcastle? That's. I mean, that's, it depends. That on the is team. such a hard decision. Yeah, because you could see him scoring a hat trick, and you could see him playing twenty minutes. Yeah, I think he'll probably. Ah, I was about to say I think he'll probably start, and then I caught myself. <laughs> I don't fucking know what to do there. Who Who are you going to? Are you going to Tony? I guess Mount. Mount like I don't think I would do him to Dude, mount mount against Norwich. I don't know. Oh, yeah. frees up a lot of money. Yeah, in a double move where maybe you maybe. go up to like Kevin or something. Yeah, it's maybe. so so team dependent. I don't particularly love Martial Home Palace. That's not like a good attacking fixture. We are gonna get a fucking hiding soon. I promise you. Okay. I absolutely. Put it on my fucking epitaph if it doesn't have. We are going to get a fucking. I mean, hiding. Sheffield did get their fair share of chances in Sheffield United. Dude, three of our back four are Ward, Kelly, and Dan. It's 2019. It's not 2015. It's insane. It's just shocking. And PVA, who can't play defense. It's insane. PVA, we're going to get fucking. Dude. We're going to get fucking Dawn very soon. It could be this weekend. Yeah, it could be this week. We'll see. Oh man, that is so hard and so team dependent, but I don't know. It feels like it's probably not the worst part in your team. It's probably not the biggest fire to put out. And so I wouldn't take like a hit to get rid of him. And I don't know how highly I'd prioritize getting rid of Lucas. If I was double, if I had two moves or I was like looking around, that would be a spot I would be def- definitely looking yeah. at downgrading or upgrading yeah. or fucking On, with. With because two frees, turning that into a better nailed player is something I definitely agree with. Yeah. But and if you're overextending be, or taking a hit on a triple move just to, for that one spot, I don't yeah, know I would, if I'd I go that chill. far. I think it is, yeah. I mean, the home Newcastle, I think you got to look more medium term. And if you can do, you know, one move and float and just you want to keep him for the game and see if he starts and then ship him out, like that's fine too. But I definitely, you know, he definitely shortlist there. It's a problem. He didn't start game week two. So there's yeah, no reason it's, it's to problem. expect, there's no reason to expect him to start game week three with Sunback. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, Lamella's from the same country as the coach, and that means more than anything. Lamella's still on Spurs. Yeah, he's killing it. He's this is like his twelfth season at Spurs. He's been fucking horrible every year. He's still there. <laughs> he's killing it. He's reborn, dude. He's so bad. It's a it's new Coco. He's he's so bad. Um, tons of Liverpool questions, as you imagine. All of these wild cards, all of these panic station merchants are transferring out all their Liverpool players. Um, let me just rattle these off again. You can take some sips of water, maybe. Aaron on Slack is pool double slash triple D still viable with Allison out. Simple mug. Many of us refused to move from Salah to Mane last year and suffered during certain spells of the season. How do we stop this from happening this season? Ross on Slack. If you had to drop one Liverpool D for funds, who would it be? Robbo or Trent? And Gavin says we should add v- VVD to that ranking. Um, Bocce coach is triple Liverpool D now bad. Is it worth actually using a move on right now? Brian on Slack after doubling down on Liverpool D and blah, blah, blah. It's all the same shit. House of Kane to thinking about going off double yeah, pool so D to, to Walker. Stop. Just stop. That's it. Stop That's, it. That's it. All right. All right. Did you take a sip of water? I fucking drank a gallon. You were That's just saying the saying, same yeah. question about defense no, fucking 23 I, I times. Super important. Let's oh go. my goodness. Um, so you're the Liverpool boy. What do you, what's your take here? Um, the thing that I feel like most people who are like DMing me on Slack or whatever, I feel like I'm fine with losing one guy, but the people who are wildcarding with no Liverpool and stuff like that just seems naive to me. Um, I don't think that the Southampton game is reflective at all of like this Liverpool team. They just, you know, we, we all know what they, they had the midweek nightmare, 120 minute match. And it was a B team midfield and Adrian Howler, et cetera, et cetera. I still think that Liverpool is going to be, up there with cleans, and I still think the attacking the attacking intent in the fullbacks is real. Um, so I still think they're good, but I understand people like dropping one and shifting funds around, like one of the one of their defenders down to Lund, Lundy or something like that, and going to Kevin elsewhere or something like that. I totally understand that. Totally fine with that. Yeah, I I feel similarly. I mean, Adrian obviously is a problem. He's not nearly the keeper as as Allison, but yeah. only a few more games, hopefully there. But yeah, I, I Trent and Robbo are still basically out of position players. Um, yep. I would be more. I would be more open to losing Van Dyke because you know he's only going to score a goal off a fucking corner. Meanwhile, Robbo and Trent are up there on you know an open play, more attacking threat, in my opinion. So getting rid of Van Dyke first would definitely be the thing if you have like all three. But Trent Trent looks just irresistible to me. I know Robbo's had a couple good pops, and I mean the gun save this weekend was ridiculous. He that should was such prob- a sick save. That yeah, also that sh- goal would have been so incredible, like a team goal. Yeah. yeah, I mean he probably should have a goal on balance based on those two chances he had so far. But but Trent looks just different, a different player to me. He looks like he's a genuine midfielder. So I would probably keep Trent over Robbo if I was going to get word of one. But yeah, I think it's the same thing. Like you mentioned on wild card, you know, we were all on two Liverpool defenders at least going into game week one. And I don't, I didn't see enough in two games. I mean, I know they're giving up shots and shit left, right, and center. But like you mentioned, 
Adrian Howler, the XG was not like under one. It was there was still something for Southampton. But you know, if that Adrian did, Howler didn't happen and they kept their clean and got some, you know, then we're not having this conversation really necessarily. Right. And it must be said as well. I mean, Trent got an assist game. We call it like Van Dyke got a goal game. We call it like these players are very attacking with a lot of attacking intent. So yeah, it seems like it's people are getting a little bit carried away because there's no cleans in two. And you know, I'm looking at wildcard teams with no Liverpool defenders. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't feel like that's right. And I think to me, it's like, let's look after game week five and see what happened. Like, if they have two or three, which is possible, clean sheets after game week five, we're like, okay, that's what we expected, sort of, you know? Right. Yeah. Home Arsenal stuff. And then you expect a clean and away Burnley, home Newcastle. And then they have away Chelsea and away Sheffield United. You expect like three cleans there. So. It's never a surprise if they keep it clean. They're just yeah. the same with City. I mean, they're the two best teams by a very large margin in the league. So, yeah, I think they'll come. So, I, I mean, I, I find preaching patience there. But if you want to, you know, decrease your exposure by one, I mean, Arsenal's obviously not an easy fixture, even though yeah. they have cleaned them plenty in the last couple of years, uh, must be said there. But yeah, it's not an easy fixture on paper. So, if you want to, like, you know, divest by one, that's fine, I think. Yeah, it seems fine. I'm not, I'm not panicking at all. No, no, like no, no, no. A, a thing for me in FPL, like just a, a broad thing in the way that I think about it sometimes is like if there's some huge discrepancy as to what's happening in the season so far and like points wise in FPL versus like what we were thinking preseason, I want there to be a reason why before I fucking like panic and drop everyone. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if, if Liverpool were, you know, like, Lost Fabinho in the transfer window or whatever, like some clear reason, like oh they're just they're just bad now. Like they well they did lose the keeper, so that's one thing. Right, right, but they're still conceding the chances. That's the abnormality more than the keeper to yeah. me so far. And it's like if they like you know Van Dyke was hurt and they were disorganized or you know there's some other like overarching reason. I don't even know what it is, but there just isn't. It's like they're. It's like this weird thing where it's just like, oh, that's weird. They're just kind of conceding big chances that they don't usually concede. Like, oh, Van Dyke was not that good against Southampton. That's weird. He's usually perfect. And it's like they'll probably just go back to the norm, most likely. It's way more unlikely that they're just all of a sudden bad. Yeah, I just don't have enough sample to yeah. extrapolate. I don't feel comfortable or confident extrapolating like they're going to be letting up more chances this season and keep like a lot less cleans. Like I don't feel that. And again, you know, they just played Southampton third game in a week. Norwich home. I mean, they obviously look like an attacking outfit this season, and it's the first game of the season for the proponent side. Like you know, it's just it's been two games. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. I like. I equally, I don't think people should panic about City defense. Like. Yeah, like Spurs scored two, whatever. They conceded only basically two shots. One was Kane from 70 yards or whatever, 60 yards. And it's like equally City will right the ship, make some tweaks. Like they have a new player in there, Rodri. I'm not worried in the slightest, even though West Ham got good chances too, which is abnormal. It's like, yeah, yeah similar. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's asking about Pookie. Um, yeah. So what do you, what do you, what'd you say? I mean, he obviously looked great. He way, way overperformed his numbers, which probably most players do, to be fair, when they score hat-tricks. But he looked great. I was pretty high on him. What did you say? He still had five shots. No, he had a lot of shots. Most of them were on target. But, like, you know, 
that volley is probably in in row Z most weeks, not in the back of the net. But Fair. I was high on him to you in preseason. I don't know if that was on the pot or on behind the scenes. I was like, this guy looks really good, and his numbers are really good in the championship and stuff. And and Norwich in general seem like a good attacking team, and it seems like that just might be true. I mean, like. Cantwell and Buendia look really good. Their fullbacks look really good. And Pookie looks way better than I thought. I mean, like, I feel like the the story around him was like he's kind of just like a box striker who just gets on the end of stuff. And, like, I didn't expect his movement and build up and, and that stuff to be as good as it looks so far in two games in. And the fixtures are really, really bad. You know, home Chelsea away, West Ham is good. Home City, really bad. But... There's also no one else down there that is giving me confidence. So I do think that the bandwagon is warranted even with the bad fixtures. Yeah, I, I mean, my takeaway with Pookie is, is less him and more the team. Yeah, the team is good. I mean, they really, really remind me a lot of Liverpool, if I have to be honest here. I mean, the way that they use the fullbacks bombing forward yeah. with the width, I mean, Aaron's looks a fucking player, even though he also looks like he's... Eight years old, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Lewis. I mean, they both look like they're. I mean, 10 his name is 11. Maximilian. The, yeah, to me, that's this auto like ten year old rich kid or something. I mean, he walks out on the pitch with a kid, and I don't know which one's the player and which one's the kid. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> but but they they are just organized chaos the whole game. I mean, they, I mean, Newcastle looked really bad, but they create a lot of chance against Liverpool as well, and they're just. Going forward the whole game. Yeah. And they obviously are going to be letting up goals, but there's so much space in the games that they play. I mean, both Sotboys up and down. And yeah, I mean, you mentioned Cantwell, Bondia, you know, they, the coach is, I love the coach. Oh my goodness. He is a fucking stud. Did you hear that shit? I want. I just everything. I feel everything for him. When he fucking was talking about the lightning and the thunder, the I was like, "Oh my god!" Thunder. I want that in my veins. Like I would run through a brick wall for him. Like I don't even know him at all. Are you kidding? Dude, the, oh, the I, he's the like the like, scariest looking, like meanest looking guy, and his voice is that of an angel. Like he's just like. Oh my god! I I don't know who to compare his voice to. It's like some, it's like a depiction of like a metrosexual like fashionista in a movie or something like that. That's like what he sounds like, even though he looks like this hulking like murderer. Oh, it's so good. I, I mean, I would just do anything for him. So it's I can imagine so the players good. are. That amplified a million. Yeah, there was a lightning storm. There was thunder, lightning. Ugh. He's like, there was one lightning, and then the thunder came, and then more lightning. I was like, oh my god! If you haven't seen the, <laughs> yeah, I think, you said, I think you said something along the lines of like, there's a thunderstorm with a little bit of lightning in the first half, and then the second half there was more lightning, and I think the lightning was good. It's <laughs> <Just> like, oh, <laughs> holy shit, Farkin! Yeah, he seems Spark. like a fucking legend, genius. Oh my goodness! So, I mean, him and Kloppo smoking every cigarette of oh life, like god. all the time, is just what I'm dreaming. The former of. Dortmund legends anyway so basically Pookie is just like a gift the price is right he it seems like we've seen enough of Norwich that basically I think Pookie's like 
way better than Jimenez. I have seen two games of this fucking old Finn to say that I feel like he's just way better in terms of clinical finishing. He's not a donkey. He's just a goal scorer. He's a lethal goal scorer. And they create a lot of space. I mean, unlike Wolves last season when they're just snatching at, you know, like fucking counterattacking like a couple times a game. I mean, this team is just, Norwich is built for speed and they're built to, to try and score. So I, I think Pookie's just an absolute no brainer. Yeah, I'm excited to yeah. have him. Everyone's going to have him soon. Um, yeah. I mean, like, congrats to the fucking people who got him in for this week, I guess. But here we go. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those that is a spot you could just stick him in. And as long as he doesn't get injured or they don't lose, like, key, like, like if Buendia gets hurt and a fullback gets hurt, then I'm, like, going to sell him immediately. But yeah, as Cam- long as Campbell's this... instantly the best four or five midfielder, also. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is very valid. And I haven't seen enough of them or him yet to decide this, but he could be a starter. Yeah, I mean, it seems like, yeah, no, he could be. Based off of the Newcastle game, he was basically the driving force into the box, assisting everything. Buendia is better, and he's like, Buendia looks like a fucking, like, he could be transferred to, like, a top 10 team now, and he would just fit in. Like, to me, he just looks incredible, but... Yeah, he's got a lot of class. But with Cantwell, and this is the thing, which is... Yeah, Cantwell is, like, an attacking midfielder. And this is like the thing that's difficult when you're wild card in game week two because you could really fuck yourself. But if we are looking at more like a game week five or six wild card, I mean, you can jam a lot of fucking premiums if you're able to also do something like Lundstrom and another Foro and Cantwell and feel okay with rotating them for starting. Yeah, starting spots, you know? like two of three every week. Yeah, or something. something like that, or you know, two, four, five defenders. I, whatever it is, I'm just saying. I mean, he could be someone who we can rely on more than a never Cantwell. But yeah, Pookie looks fucking good, and yeah. Norwich. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you brought up Lundstrom though, because we did get a question about him. I think we should touch on him. Chuck Yanslack said. Lundy fuck with a big boy haul after many jumped off late preseason because they signed the new DM. Do you think you could confidently start him for good fixtures with a shite bench and hope he keeps starting? Yes, but the main problem is you look at the fixtures and they are bad. So I don't know what your plan is there because there are not many games where you want to start him. I'm so torn on Like before December. Yeah, no, the fixtures are really bad, but I'm I'm honestly very torn on him because I agree that the cleans are going to be few and far between in this next run. Um, even though they do look tight, they're, they're, the fixtures are so bad. You expect them to get broken down in those games, but he's so far forward. Like he's the most advanced midfielder on on the team that I'm just like, God, at four one, is he that much worse than like? You know, another team rotating, say, like two mediocre defenders, you know, who are not a given to clean it either, even in, in a home banker, like rotating like a Brighton and a, you know, so, some other mediocre team. I'm not sure it's worse than that. Like saving the money there and not rotating and just starting him and banking on him. Like if he continues at the rate that he's at, I mean, he doesn't have an assist yet, but like, he should be finishing with I don't know six plus assists at you know at that far forward with the chances that he's been creating so far and 
if you think that they're going to keep enough cleans that they'll be in the same kind of conversation with like a Palace, a Brighton, uh, teams like that, like I, I don't know. I'm I'm super torn on like you just start him every week blindly or you need to rotate him. I'm not I'm not sure where I lie on that. Yeah, I definitely think he needs to be rotated. I I think Sheffield United is bad. I mean, they're definitely going to be tough to break down, but. Any game they score two goals, stunned. I'm stunned. I mean, watching them play against us is just like, what the fuck are they doing going forward? They just never had men. The men were bad. The players are bad. I don't know. I mean, they were really compact and the second very half defensive. They were really good, I thought. We are the worst team in the division. Palace. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a joke. It's an actual joke. And the oh, Bournemouth no. game, I mean, they didn't create fucking shit. And counter, they just don't attack. I don't know. The fullbacks look really bad. The wingbacks, I don't really know what they do. The overlapping, like O'Connell's getting up there and like Bashman shit. I, I I just don't have a good read on them. I just don't think that they're going to be scoring many goals this season. Full stop. Yeah, and, I, I don't. I don't disagree with you, but I'm still just like looking at this. Well, now he costs four point one guy, and I'm just like he's still going to be like probably the highest goal involvement of all of their players. And yeah, they're not going to score a lot, but they're going to score some. You know, they're not they're not as yeah, bad as Cardiff, and they're tactically way more interesting and fluid than you know those other like buses of the past, or even like a big Sam team or something like that. And I don't know. I just I, don't. I just, yeah. I just want some. I just don't think the timing is good. Like I'm looking at them game week like three to game week fourteen, and they have like four fixtures where there's a chance that they clean. And that's you know those are the only fixtures that I have any reasonable thought that they could have a clean sheet. That's just not good. Yeah, that so seems the attacking bad. shit like you're saying could be the case, and I might have blinders on because I just don't really think they're a good team, yeah. which is definitely possible. But I don't know. I, I think he needs to be rotated. I haven't seen enough. I mean, two games. I just I need more. I need I need to see more. Yeah, it's one of those weird ones too, where it's like. You know, obviously, defenders are are the only position in the game, and keepers where you get you actually get negative points. You know, for goals conceded, and it's like there are some of these games where they're probably just going to get destroyed and lose four nil, and he's just going to be a zero. And zeros are bad, but there's also some of these games where they're going to lose like five one or four one, and he gets an assist or a goal and gets sneaks like a weird bap or something like that, and you're still pretty happy with that. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he's fucking four one. Like, he's if you're wild carding, he's automatically in the team. There's no Auto in the about team. That. It's just a whether you, yeah, you can what start to do with him. him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, that's my answer. Right on the fence. Sticking on the fence. Okay. Okay. That's me. That's me. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're not even at an hour yet. This is going to be an hour and a half, I think. Okay. Um, wild card questions. Jeff Dan Slack. A lot of the cool kids who started with the template are popping their wild cards. I still like my team for the most part, and I have two frees. Any advice for dealing with peer pressure? Is there's a case where I should just join in the fun too? And I sheer on Slack. Walsh will probably hate this, but please do a wild card draft for those of us on wild card this week. <laughs> I don't know why Walsh would hate that, honestly. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know. Maybe I've what, do you hate it in the past. I have no strong feelings one way or the other, if I'm <laughs> okay. honest. How about that? Yeah, I mean, get fucked. Um, 
I so mean, this is the, my biggest problem with the wild card teams is I'm seeing Ashley Barnes in like every team, and I'm fucking dumbfounded by that. I don't know what to make Ashley Barnes, man. I know exactly what to make from him. He's not a good pick. Last season, he went on that very long run. It wasn't like a flash in the pan and ended up like a top 10 XG per 90 player in the entire league. And everyone was like, what the fuck just happened? What alternate like reality are we in? I don't know what's going on. And then this season, he's kind of just continued. Yeah, I just don't care. There's no stats. There's nothing that would ever make me think he's a good player. I think it's because, yeah, it's because of, I think, speaking for you, like how the season actually ended was with him just being Being really bad and Burnley being very Burnley and, and falling completely off of all the stats that he was doing. So. We know that that's around the corner. At the same time, I feel like you're just catching a player in a hot run potentially. But at the he also has away Wolves home Liverpool the next two. So diabolical pick. In my I opinion. don't agree. Yeah, like you don't want you don't want a piece of that. I don't think. But other than that, what, what I don't are you know building around on on wildcard? What like if you had to wildcard right now, what do, what do you think you'd build around? I mean, Raz, Kevin, probably straight in first two. Yeah, I'd probably too. put Tony. I would have to look at the money with with Mane or Mo. Like if I really couldn't afford Mo, Mo I would go with Mane. I'd probably put Mountain. I'd probably go like a three five two. I'd stick one premium D, and then I'd have a Lund fuck, and then some other cheap fucks. Probably Pope, maybe Pope Adrian if I can afford it. Pookie and some other anonymous person, whatever I could afford, I guess. Yeah. The forwards are pretty tough. There's like not that many forwards that are in the cheap bracket outside of Pookie. That yeah, I mean that's like maybe a tip to like Rash because at eight, like if you could afford that. I mean I like like Laka, like if you can't afford an eleven Kane, like something like that, just like a little value play in. I wish Keane was starting. Yeah, not yet. I mean, Everton's still a mess going forward. Yeah, and their fixtures are so good. I mean, I just feel like he would add so much. But yeah, none of the other guys have really performed or looked good. Um, it's a problem. I mean, that is a problem. The forwards is is a problem to me on wild card. I if it almost makes you want to just jam Kanan, try and do Kane Pookie, but I just don't know how the money works. It, it doesn't might be seem... worth it, like for that reason. You're like basically. By going with Kane, maybe over another premium you might like a little bit more, you're solving another probably big problem in your team, which might make it worth it. Yeah, I just don't know how the money, like if the money works at all. Like that might leave you. They look like a mess. He looks bad. Like he looked really bad to me. Yeah, the Um, thing with Vardy is that he's old, and like one of these seasons, he's just going to start being really bad. Yeah. And it's possible coming. it's this season. It's way too early to tell, and they're they're playing with a weird, like unprecedented lineup. But it's possible. The other thing too, honestly, with Leicester, they have looked pretty disjointed. I mean, Brodge keeps playing these fucking pieces of shit lineups that don't want to score goals. So that's hopefully will change. But I don't think at Sheffield United's a good attacking fixture at all. I mean, they are really compact and they look really good defensively. I mean, I think yeah. that they're going to be a tight team throughout the season unless if things change. Home Bournemouth, fantastic, but then it's at United home Spurs. I mean, the time is just not right now, I think, for them. Like, yeah. we're holding Perez, like Ioze, but I mean, it doesn't feel good. I mean, they just 
don't he's not playing attacking lineups. I don't know. It doesn't Yeah, he's I, being I, very I, conservative, which is very out of character and and not what they were doing at all in preseason also. Yeah. No, and not I what they did be, at the end of last season either. Yeah, it's just I would just be nowhere near lesser players right now. I, it's with the fixtures. I mean, then they have at Liverpool game week 8. I mean, maybe after that is when you do, but they just haven't looked good. There's no point for me to pick up well, there's so many good options in the game right now to pick players yeah. on teams that look like shit. Like, like you're gonna pick fucking like Siggy now because I mean right. they look fucking horrible. You know, it's like same kind of thing. What are your thoughts on like Rich. Callum? I mean, obviously everyone's transferring him out this week with Home City, but I feel like amongst the forwards, like we're talking about, there's very few options. I mean, he is still ticking, even though his like stats are bad and Bournemouth haven't looked great, and like the fixtures are pretty bad, but they're also sort of okay for the long run. It's just like eight. Like then I'm like fine. I'm scrambling for point six to get Rash. Like I think Rash is a lot better than Callum. Yeah, yeah. Of a pick. Yeah. So that's one thing. But I mean, home city's horrible. At Leicester's pretty bad, and home Everton's bad. So yeah, they're I don't know where bad. you're. They're pretty bad. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be wild carding with him for sure. Yeah, but if just, you have I'm just him, looking for other forwards, yeah. No, I know. I mean, if you have him, it's another conversation, I guess. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I do like, like, I do like Locke. I, I feel like you know, Mape looks like he could be a thing, but it's too early. It's too early. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah, though. but it's tough. I mean, that's the thing about wild card and gimmick too. I mean, I don't know the, the you options. You kind of have to make some big judgment calls, which yeah, maybe means you should just be going like a much safer. Like you should just try and go for like the safest team, almost. Yeah, I mean that's why it's. I, I mean I think that's why I've been seeing Sun in a lot of teams because people want the Spurs coverage. But in terms of safety, yeah, I mean Kane Pookie up top is pretty safe. If yeah, um, yeah, you know, he talked point. me into it. Yeah, but I mean I think again, I mean I think Locke is a pretty reasonable pick. I mean nine five. Pepe looks. I mean, they they look like they're going to. I mean, we haven't talked about Arsenal at all yet, but they look like they're going to be fucking good this year. Um, yeah, I think they're just flat out better in every way than last year. Yeah, I mean they have at Liverpool, which is a bad fixture, but I mean high line, you wouldn't stun me if they score a couple goals. Oh, yeah, home Spurs. I mean the, the fixture run for them looks pretty good, and having having Locke in there nine five, he's, he's he should tick. He's good. And Hobbs is so good. I love Hobbs. Yeah, Hobbs is good. Um, all right, so questions. Um, Fakarilla Brian on Slack. I know it's only been two weeks, but it feels like not that many people are talking about Everton defense as defensive options, i.e. not just Dean attack. Could they be in the same band as the elite 16-plus cleans a season team at a reasonable price? Especially if Poole continue to look rickety, we could save a lot of cash with going double Everton instead. I mean, Everton's my blind spot. I, what do you think? I mean, they they are continuing a run of from last season of just like an absurd amount of cleans. Like their run is crazy. Um, you know, I mean, they kept a clean versus Palace, who might be the worst attack in the division, especially without Zaha. And even that looked a little bit shaky. Palace got some chances. Um, Wofford similarly had some pretty decent chances. It, it didn't seem like a very like. Dominant defensive performance, but then again, that's just kind of what they've been doing for a while, and the run is so good. And there was a point in preseason where I was on Coleman Dean double up because I was like, in this run, I think they could they could return like a premium defensive slot, and they're obviously cheaper, and and those two fullbacks in particular are good attacking and. 
I mean, it's so far so good. I mean, you look at their run and away Villa is not the easiest clean. Away Bournemouth is not not a great clean, but you know, home Wolves, home Sheffield United, away Burnley, away Brighton. There's still like a lot of games in there where I'm like, yeah, like they could keep it clean there. Like Pickford make one big save and they 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 can keep it clean. So yeah, I mean, I think people should probably be more on Everton. And and one guy we didn't mention just now in the wildcard talk was Dean. And like, if he's fit, I mean, he's auto in. I think like he's picking up right where we thought he would be, where he's just creating tons of chances, keeping cleans, getting baps. Like he's just fucking good and should be in teams. Yeah, I agree. Well said. Craig on Psych, is it knee jerky to get people like Pookie, Lundstrom, etc.? Seemingly good, but up against, up against tough opposition. Should it be done anyway to avoid the price rise and the knee jerks of the people who don't listen to the pod or or to reason itself? And yeah, we just talked about them. They're they're good. They're good for a reason. They're they're bandwagons for a reason, right? Yeah. Um, Jeff D, do we need to calm down? Last year, going away from preseason feelings didn't go very well. I think definitely. Yeah, it's hard to calm down, though. It's very hard to calm down after yeah. shitty-ass weeks, too, I'm when bad. everyone else is freaking yeah. out. I'm bad at it. Um, Peter on Twitter, Piotr on Twitter, you have a six You have six million for a midfielder. Who do you buy? I mean, I, Mount. Mount easy. Yeah, we both like Mount, but is there anyone else? I mean... Trossard looked really good. Yeah, Trossard looked really good. I just yeah. wish he was, like, nailed. And he like, might, be, is, might be nailed. I mean, I don't know why I keep doing all these team careers, but they, they reminded me with Potter like a lot like Sheffield United, similar in terms of what they're trying to do, but they have like just better players at every position. Yeah, they managed to actually create good chances. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he had a goal off, ruled off sides that he slotted, and it was a little bit suspicious, but yeah, he looked he looked really good. I mean, he was just shooting and quick, and he could get a shot off. Um, so, I mean, he's he's someone to think about. But you know, Potter rotates a lot, so don't know how. I mean, he should play, but I still yeah. don't know. Yeah, there's still but, like Bundia we mentioned too. Yeah, Bundia, a, but yeah, but with Pookie, you know, it doesn't feel great honestly, to have. Honestly, Graylish, I don't think is crazy either. I was. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like Graylish. What about a uh, fucking Onion Man, Danny Sabias? Not Graylish. I gotta remember that. Oh yeah, we should talk about Sabias, but just on Graylish really quickly. I mean, to me, he just kind of reminds me of Matto of last season. I mean, obviously, Villa aren't as good as Leicester, but. He's just gonna tick. Like he just creates so many chances. Like he had six key passes against Bournemouth. He also got on the end of a really good chance and didn't finish it. I just, he's just almost too involved to not just tick. And for six million, I think that's that's totally reasonable value. And their fixtures are still incredible, so that's you good. Fucking love him. I mean, he's just so good. I just, maybe he's I'll, just maybe act- I'll get him. Maybe I'll get him for solidarity. He's just actually so good. But yeah, we should talk about Ceballos because he is also price rising, trendy, etc. What What do you think of him? Well. He played 20 minutes of the worst fucking football I've ever seen in my life <laughs> when he subbed on against Newcastle. So that was the first thing that I yeah. noticed in him. But Hard to wipe that from your memory. I have a lot of reservations with him. Basically, number one is the manager. Um, he rotates for fucking fun. Sobias is on loan, so he can easily get bombed out and rotated. They have no skin in the game to developing him, really. 
And the manager's proven to not play the best player in positions. Like, I don't know what he thinks or how he decides the team, but that's the thing there. And I mean, his stats are just like not good, really. I mean, it's one game. I mean, he looked okay, but I mean, he had no goal attempts in the box. I mean, he created a few chances, no big chances on his two assists. I just don't get the appeal, really. I guess he's really he, cheap. He but. looked really good. Yeah, I mean, he looked good, but for FPL, did he look good? Yeah, I think he honestly did. I mean, like he didn't. So get, what am I not seeing? What, are, what did you say? Well, the, the yeah, like the the stats were not very impressive. He was also on every set piece, indirect corners, everything. Yeah, he, but no Kachelny, so no one's gonna score. Yeah, that's probably well. Ashley Maitland, maybe I don't know, but no, Louise can score. Louise can score. Actually, okay, okay. Um, right. so that that was nice to see. Um, he was also like someone in Slack posted. He has like he's taking shots from bad areas, but he has scored a lot of goals from there in the past. And he he has that curler down, like like. You know, not Coutinho levels, but like similarly, he shapes his body the same way every time and takes the same shot every time, and he's good at those. But one thing that I was looking at on the heat map, and I shouted this before for you know just stats shit in general, is like you look at his average position, and it's it's pretty deep. He's he's not close to being like the furthest forward or something like that. He's still just like a central mid- midfielder. But when you look at the passes received heat map, which is what I prefer. He was just constantly receiving the ball just outside the area. He was just living at the top of the box, creating everything that Arsenal was doing. Like he was, he was just orchestrating everything. And you know, he he only had the three chances created. He could have had more if they just got more shots off or didn't fuck up in the final action or something like that. He would have had more chances created. And he just looked so good. That said, I'm totally with your whole first part of everything. That A, Emery, A, B, on loan, and C, Arsenal are still playing like mostly a B team in midfield. We don't know what their their strongest 11 is. So I, I'm also with you on the stay away, despite everything I said good about him. Yeah, I, I like that he price rose and people are buying him. I mean, yeah. Shaka didn't play. I mean, he if Shaka was fit, he could have just been on the bench again. I don't think Terrera, uh, Terrera, I don't think started either, right? No, he played seven minutes. Yeah, so, you know. No, we I don't, don't know. I have no fucking idea what he's doing. Yeah, so Arsenal midfield is just a giant question mark. And I mean, Ozil even could, could come in and play, you know, the most advanced role. Like, we just really don't know. So it seems premature, you know. I agree. Okay. Um,. TJC is shipping Mo for Raz just a sideways move, assuming I'm wildcarding in game week four. If you can't find a way to fit them both in before that, yeah, yeah, I think that's bad. I guess you would do that just for captaincy, like mm-hmm. Captain mm-hmm. Raz away Bournemouth home Brighton. Like I don't know. I guess you don't have anyone else to captain Kane. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna glance through and not do all these questions. Let me just see if there's anything. Yeah, we should wrap up soon. Yeah, yeah, I'm skipping some. David Brent, who's the best man you defender to get? Is it Juan because he's nailed for bones? Is it Maguire for goal threat or Shaw for assist potential? Do you like so, do mean, you like going there? No, I still like then I'm going for Emerson. Like I'm taking that punt if I'm gonna be dropping five five on someone like this. But if I was dead set on a United guy, I would probably go slabby slab. I, I like just Juan. think he's 
I don't know. He's never going to get an attacking return. I would rather bank on trying to spike a goal than try and trickle in like a bap or two here and there. Yeah, that's probably. I don't fair. think it's particularly close, honestly, either. Yeah, I mean, he created some chances today, Juan. Eh. All his chance created is like side passing and then the guy taking on three players and scoring a worldly <laughs> top bin. Like, or he doesn't Lin- create Lin- a fucking guard chance. trying to volley something, like yeah, hitting no, he himself in the face, basically. He doesn't have that in his game yet. I mean, until proven otherwise, he doesn't. Yeah. Have, that's not yeah, his game. Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably worth just getting the the goal threat. And it's not like Maguire's bad on Baps either. He's good on Baps. He gets tons of clearances mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward. Blah, blah, blah. Rank these somewhat soupy, maybe not nailed. No, we we talked about these guys. Right, what do you last- Zinchenko? Um, is he still safe? He, seemed, he looked so fucking bad against Spurs, dude. Yeah, the I thing it was horrible. The, the thing that Pep said made him seem safe, but I think it's just a bait, and he's not. What did safe. he say? I he said like see. someone asked him about Mendy returning, and he said like he wants Mendy to train well for, oh, a, for month a month before oh, coming in. So it's like everyone was like, "Oh, Zinchenko's safe for a month." Like blah blah blah. I think it's just a bait. I don't mm-hmm. think Zinchenko's safe. I think. Laporte could shift out wide. I think Cancelo's probably more than capable of playing there. And, you He's know, not going to play Laporte at left back. No, but I mean, he has. Is yeah, my well, that point. was when they had Vinny, though. Vinny. But the, <laughs> the point is, I, I agree with you. He's not that good. I don't think he's safe. I think. He almost the, scored like twice, though. Yeah, I mean, it was a deflection, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. What was the. You, we had one more question? Yeah, final question. Rear View Inc. on Reddit. Pointless shower thoughts slash pub chat. Me and my friends had at the weekend. Which manager would win a Royal Rumble-style fight with 20 Prem managers? I'm thinking Steve Bruce could be a dark horse. I can imagine Braj smashing someone with a steel chair and winning it also. No, I mean, we already covered the best manager in the league earlier this pod. You fark? You just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> not even a, it's not like a competition. Yeah, you could easily imagine Fark just like so much blood all over his face and still just having the the the, the mind to like you know pull something from his sock and just end the fight. He would, he would be like laughing. It would be. <laughs> yeah, just imagine the amount of like thunder and, and lightning in there. Yeah, it's Fark all day. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's move on. Okay. So who are you capping this week? I'm gonna stick with fucking Harold. I don't know. Don't feel. I don't feel good about it. Really? Yeah. Home Newcastle is arguably best fixture. Yeah, I, I, I always get a little bit afraid of like that reaction game after they get fucking yeah destroyed, and then the media and like that whole thing. And I, I, I feel that I get. I, mean, I get worried are, about that. Yeah, too. These, these are these are men and. Their livelihood, and I—that's I, just—I mean—that's probably a psychological bias that I don't know what the name is for, but I—I I still just don't know what team Spurs are going to play. I don't think the players know. I don't think Poch knows, and they've looked really like kind of weird, disjointed. So they have a lot of new players to bet in. Again, it's home Newcastle, so you would be—I mean, he could fall. He should fall into points, but. Yeah, yeah, you'd imagine it's the type of game where he gets another like eight ish shots off and maybe a pass yeah. or something. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, should should do should do. What about you? What are you looking at? I'm on Raz. I don't have yeah. Kane, so and you know Salah's home Arsenal, so 
Razaway Bournemouth just feels like a nice tidy five nil type of game. Yeah, and he loves going there. Yep. So yep. that's that's All easy. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're really, outside of the two players. I mean, everyone has one of them, right? That's pretty simple. Simple this week. It's not really worth looking for a diff. I think, right? Yeah, I mean, there are people with like Kev and not Raz, and that scares me. Yeah, I don't think I would ever captain Kevin in a away game. Yeah, I don't, I don't like captain and Kev. Yeah. I don't know who you'd cap if you don't have Raz or Kane. Just you looking could, around, you could, you could stick it on Mo, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they do usually destroy Arsenal. I don't um, think Tony. I don't think Tony's an insane captain. She shout Mount <laughs> Pookie. <laughs> Just ch- chase those points, baby. Oh man! Um, and then transfers. Did you did you already make your moves? Yeah, I did. Uh, Cal Rob had to had to pour one out for Cal Rob. Um, rip the counties. Yeah, rip the counties. Didn't you know? Didn't make it past sixty. Got the little calf. Clearly an issue. I mean, the team looks horrible. You just don't want a piece of the attack. He could be playing fucking 200 minutes at number nine for them, and I don't know if he would score points. Took him out. I took Obbs out. I put in uh, Kevin and, and Pookie. I just I just went with the simple move. I mean, it really was a straightforward double swap, like upgrade, a very bad spot on my team. Um, it doesn't feel great getting rid of Obbs two and two, and he just looks like he's going to just keep scoring goals every game. But eleven, he's nowhere near captaincy for me for the next couple of weeks, and it's just just didn't really make that much sense to to keep him. And you're getting we, someone who we both have as like the number one or number two priority, which is Kevin. So yeah, and I mean honestly, like looking at it, I mean I could get Obs back in if I want to captain him, and they look good. Like game week six, they have home Villa. If home Bournemouth game week out, then they have a good fixture. I don't know. But yeah, it was just it was just like the easiest double swap for me to really fix a problem spot on my team. I did and, not, and enter- not wild card. Yeah, not wild card. I I did think for a little while about like super, super passive and doing like Jack and Fuckface or Fuckface is Jack. But him and it's <laughs> <laughs> like God, I can't believe I started with him. What a fucking insane sh- Drunk shit I was that last night, but I Jack and and uh, Callum to like Mount and and, a, and Cantwell and just hold Obs because I just still like him and he's scoring. Yeah, so he's still just a good pick, yeah. Yeah, he's still good, but it's just like the value with Kevin and the value with Pookie just seem like both of those picks are just so much better. And I can hijack; it's not an issue. I mean, it's it's really not pressing. So that's what I did. What do you, I mean, we were you were. Like holding my hand, yeah, both my hands the that. whole time. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like a wreck. I don't even the know. Slack, the slack was traumatic. Yeah, it was um, bad. I mean, I was like driving home from the desert with like my wife and just talking to you for two hours. Yeah, it was good. I think we both learned a lot. Yeah. What do, so, what are you looking at? Well, so the thing that you and I, one of the like theme of what we were talking about is, I'm, I'm sure this is something that a lot of people struggle with, but it's like. Differentiating patience versus just passivity because of like fear of not knowing what to do, basically. Like, so I, I, I was also panicking, like with everyone. I managed to calm myself down, but initially my read was like, oh my God, I need to get this guy, this guy, this guy. Like, how could I get Kane, Kev, like mow out? Like, I was freaking out. And eventually I came <laughs> back down to earth. But what I, Figured is the correct move, even though like Perez, Richarlison, Delafeu are all potential problem spots and and people that I'm definitely looking out to move 
looking to move out soon, what I'm probably going to do before uh, the next Pookie price rise, if there is one, is just callum down to Pookie, fix my biggest problem for this singular week with, with Callum Home City, just looking awful. And Richarlison, Perez, and Delafeu also have, I mean, the Perez fixture maybe not great, but it's still like, solid. And the Richarlison and Delafeu fixtures are fantastic, and I'm just trusting my preseason read and just hoping they come through this one time and and then reevaluating with another two freeze next week and just maybe maybe that'll be the week I make major surgery or something like that. So yeah, I'm going with the with the passive slow slow move. I'm I'm open I'm spreading my legs wide open for just full penetration if like Kane Cap Halls and, and Kevin Halls and just other thing all the other bandwagons happen. I'm just so fucked. But I'm uh, I'm kind of used to that, so it's okay. All right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think yeah, Rich is a problem, but yeah, I think for this week that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Rich at Villa. If Everton no, no, really know. can't score against Villa, it's, that's just yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think it matters what happens. I think you need to use you need to get rid of him for game like four. Yeah, yeah, that'll probably yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, anus slaps. The early season is treating us extremely kindly with the, all of the Patreon signups, so thank you for that. I guess everyone's just rampant, wants some more content, supporting the pod, love it. You love to see it. We got Kevin Kehoe, Boz Stevens, Guz Mano, Matt Verity, Shahab Sabet, Joaquin, Shaman Smith, Trent, Edward Hans, Sully, Geoff Priestman, and Lars Janssen. Thanks so much. Fucking slap that ass. I got the new slap ass slap sound effect in there. I don't know if you've heard it, the old spank sound effect. No, I didn't I didn't hear yeah, it. Yeah, there's a spank sound effect now right. in, in the that's wank a, bank. So that's a good job by you. Yeah, that's good. Was it your actual ass that you were practicing oh, with the little sound? I'm gonna let the listener use their imagination a little bit there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um Wow, late night pod, long pod. Any last words? I'm fucking Exhausted. I can't wait to go to sleep. Check us out at fmlfeel.com. Follow us on Twitter at fmlfeel. Support us at patreon.com slash fmlfeel. Subscribe, rate, feed, and cheers.